the fire. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And this is Through the Fire. Through so the today... Fire. Okay, can I jump in? Can, can I introduce it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I did say that this was your time. This to... is my time. This is my time. Well, I mean, you could choose the topic. You can... Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about this because, you know, sometimes at this time, with all the craziness that's going on out there, Christians sometimes are out of step with what's going on. And I keep saying, no, we're not really out of step. We're, we, you know, we, we may not be kind of uh, in the same framework as the world, but that's actually helpful. It's helpful to us. It's helpful to the culture uh, in which we live. We want to talk about that today. So, you know, I heard this saying, um, everything is beautiful in its time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, again, I investigated that and I kind of knew, I knew it came from the scripture. And so I started investigating a little bit more. And it was funny because actually what it says in Ecclesiastes is he makes everything beautiful in his time. But isn't it funny how today most people drop off the fact that God is the one Mm -hmm. who makes everything beautiful in his time. They almost talk like just the passing of time is going to make everything beautiful. Right. And so I want to talk about that tension that we always live in in the world in which we live. It's not just about what's going on. You know, what time is it in your life? It's how do you mark time? You know, how do you how do you deal with the eternal things and the temporal things and which one's more important uh, in your life? So, you know, when I was thinking about that um, and, and also in that verse, it says that God put an eternal perspective in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about that, how come we're not thinking that way today? Because I don't think anyone thinks about eternal things. They just think about what's going on today. Yeah. And so we want to talk about that tension and talk about how to actually put you know, that, that biblical view to work right. in the struggles of your daily life today, the power of marking time from God's point of view and how that blesses you. So to our listeners, you know, what time is it for you right now? Um, you know, what's going on in your life and, and how do you see it? How do you see what's happening in your life and how do you see the internal things that God has for you to put to work uh, in dealing with those things? In fact, I was just thinking of it this way. It's not just important to do the right thing. It's also important to do the right thing at the right time. You know, we talked about that, I think too. I've taught you that one. I, well, you know what? I was just going <laughs> to ask you about that because, you know, do you remember the time when you actually did teach me about this? <laughs> I actually so did. So back, see, we're going back to yeah. you again, even, yeah, I know. even when I introduce it. You know, we're going back to you. <laughs> well, honey, that's how important I am <laughs> in your life, you know? Vital, I'm actually, vital, vital to you. You know, I have to lead you into those eternal into, things. Into those moments. Yes, where I really, to really think about eternal. When it all comes to fruition that's right. in my life. Right, you not know? just the temporal things, you know, the things you want to rush and check off. Well, see, know. that's the thing, rush. I'm, I'm rush. a person who wants to get after something. If I think it's right, let's go do it. And I remember one time when uh, it was something superfluous, but I mean, some administrator was treating our daughter poorly at school and I right. was I was going to race in there and because I knew, I knew in this case, uh, it, Devin was right uh-huh. and I knew it was the right thing to do. Right. And I'll never forget when you said to me, uh, I think you need to step back and think about that. Do you remember that? Right. It's not no, the I right know exactly. time. I know exactly oh, what you're you talking do. about. Uh, absolutely, I do. And here's the thing about that. It, it, sometimes we're wanting to do something that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, we're wanting to do something that's right, but we're not stopping to think about what the repercussions are, the consequences of it, or the way we might deliver this 
right action, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes, like in that situation, you were indignant and you were pretty upset. Well, so if you had gone in there, had a righteous, it was the a delivery may too. not have been right. the best for that person because, you know, going in there with a, a spirit of retribution or mm. setting somebody in their place, whatever right. that is from our perspective, right, it can be quite damaging. And really, that's a thing that's trying to take care of something temporal, right? But that could have a lasting effect. And, so that's not what we're called to do. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes God's doing the same thing in our lives, too, because the Bible talks about the fullness of time. The Bible talks about God doing things at the right time for us, but a lot of times we don't understand it that way, at least when, when it's happening or when it's not happening. So, you know, again, I remember that like it was yesterday. And so, again, we're going to talk about that tension today. Yeah. Right? So, so back to your original question, mm -hmm. what time is it? I mean, are, aren't you really asking the question, like, what things are first things in our life? And right. why is it more important than ever to get, you know, priorities or those first things uh, in perspective, why is it so important, especially today where we are right now? Yeah, and, and we're using time kind of as a metaphor. You know, our way of looking at time, God's way of looking at time, and 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 how to stay focused on Him so we can deal with whatever's going on in our lives. So many people, I think, they struggle this time of year because they're focusing on a lot of things, but a lot of the things we're focusing on are often secondary, mm -hmm. you know, secondary issues. In fact, you know, when you ask people today, like, what, what time is it right now? Well, mm -hmm. a lot of people say post-election time, mm -hmm. you know, and there's still all this craziness going on. Mm -hmm. And people are, it, they're inundated with this, they're overwhelmed by this. Or for many others, it was Black Friday. Remember, right. you know, that, that's so vital. So Every we're either in t experiencing uncertainty or we're experiencing struggles that are, you know, but they're temporal. And yeah. we're just, we're just really uncomfortable with all of this. We're, you know, the place that we're in. So we're wanting to fix it. Yeah. COVID-19 even, you know, sickness, COVID fear, uh, right. joblessness, uncertainty, all kinds of, all those things are really vital because mm -hmm. they're, they're actually happening and, and we're being inundated with it. But the Bible says, wait a minute, there's something more important than that. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. Sometimes we feel like we're out of step with the world. Uh, the world's running on one set of time frame and we're, we're running on another. Actually, God has actually given us power to deal with both mm -hmm. and to receive both. I love C.S. Lewis. He had a quote and, and I'll, uh, he talked about first things and second things. Yeah, you kind of talked about that. Do you, do you have the quote? Yeah, I do. Okay. And in fact, he said, you can't get second things by putting them first. And when he talked about second things, he was talking about the issues of the day, the kinds of stuff we're mm -hmm. struggling with, our jobs, our, our identities, our, our, you know, all the things you think are big, you mm -hmm. know? He said those are all second things. And he said you can't get second things by putting them first. You can only get second things by putting first things first. And but the that, first thing would be? But see, that's the point. Then the question, what first things are you talking about, Mr. Lewis? And he was talking about eternal things. Mm -hmm. He was talking about the things from God. He was talking about worship of God. He was talking about the wisdom of God. He was talking about God in the world kind of stuff. And, and so, again, that's what we want to talk about today, because his point was, if you put the second things first, which is to take them really seriously, mm -hmm. you lose them. And if you don't put the first things first, you lose both. Well, there's not clarity, I think, for the second things and how to proceed or to even, you know, uh, be able to manage or to get through something if you're focusing only on the second things without a connection to the first. Right. And right now, with this being Christmas and Advent season, we ought to be really focusing on those first things. And the thing is, is that sometimes even during this time when we're supposed to have a designated period of connecting and, and really focusing on, you know, Christ's birth, we are in a period of rushing. 
Right. Right. So we get in step with the world. Yeah, they're telling us even how to handle that, how to deal with that. Well, that's what COVID, you know, when we were arguing about um, COVID-19 restrictions and all that stuff, the big issue for us and our work in D.C. was they kept trying to say that COVID-19 was the first thing and worship was the second thing. Right. And I'm sitting there going, no, when the big issues of our life hit, we go back to church first. Mm-hmm. We pray first. You know, right. we think of God's things first. We get on our knees first. We get first. on our knees first. Mm-hmm. And they're telling us, no, no, that's a second thing. Mm-hmm. Worship of God is a is a secondary thing. And so that whole idea, I said, we can't let that mindset, you know, affect especially Christians, uh, but even our culture. And so, you know, you when you miss the main thing, Lewis's point was, you lose everything. And I don't think people really get that today. What do you, you know? I think so. Like, I mean, if you look at the way we're acting civilly, we're not being very civil with each other right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I think Lewis's uh, quote actually addresses that as well. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and everyone's talking about how we need to be more humane, more civil together. And Lewis's point even is that if you even put civilization first mm-hmm. and not the first things first, you lose civilization too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's actually a warning. I mean, I think that's a kind of a biblical warning, but it's, it's again, the, the power of the first thing. That's what we want to talk about today. Right. But, I think putting the first thing first, like you said, uh, connecting to Christ and remembering whose we are, um, that's where there's the power, right? Right. And that's where there's joy and there's identity and there's peace. Well, and I always talk about 1 Corinthians chapter 1 where it says, think of what you were without God. You're no big thing, but then Christ became your sanctification, your righteousness, your holiness. Therefore, uh, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. And I always tell people what he's saying is Christ is everything for you. And once you know who you are in him, man, your life changes. Your Mm -hmm. life changes. I mean, there's kind of psychological ramifications to that too, right? Right. No, because focusing on what matters, you know, which there's lots of things that matter to us, right? Because we Mm -hmm play many different roles. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether we're parents or we're friends or we have, you know, a work position that uh, where our decisions, you know, are affected many people, we can get really confused. And so finding that connection and to Christ and remembering, uh, you know, what whose we are first and what he did for us mm-hmm. uh, enables us to have clarity to be, play those other roles uh, and to do those other roles well without confusion and also to, to be prepared for any struggle that comes and challenges for, for every day, these well, temporal things. Yeah, the eternal things actually give you power and perspective for the daily things. That's kind of how I think about it. Well, we just saw a movie recently, you and I, mm-hmm. um, and there was a reverend, a Lutheran pastor, uh, Wormbrand, who Man, was... a uh, powerful movie. Yes. Oh. Uh, he, he, was, he endured torture. He stood up when the communists came in, remember, to uh, Romania mm-hmm. and were wiping away uh, religion mm-hmm. and imposing atheism. And they they had lots of the clerics, a lot of the the uh, clergy were following along with it. And he stood up, and he prepared himself his whole life for adversity by memorizing verses, a verse for every day that there was adversity. Right. So he was very well connected, and he was able to endure fifteen years of torture and imprisonment by reminding himself and of praying those memorized. Uh, verses, scriptural verses that he could hang on to. Isn't that amazing? In fact, I was even thinking about that as a pastor. I'm thinking, man, am I ready if they take away the written word of God? Am I ready in my mind and in my heart to have that? But right. he he focused on those first things first. Right. And then, 
he was even able to separate the evils of communism. And right. boy, I, I wish we understood the evils of communism from the fact that there were people in that system that he could love. Right. He was even loving the person, that even though he hated him. the system. Right. And the system was creating all that pain for him. Right. And yet somehow he was able to endure that and still love people who actually hated him at that mm-hmm. moment in his life. Amazing stuff. And first it is things amazing. first. Right, first things first. And that's where, you know, he was able to to um, give context to what he was going through. He was able to survive and, uh, courageously uh, without, um, I guess, anger. He still continued to witness to those that, yeah. were, that were doing, you know, because he was focused on the eternal things. He was focused on the eternal things, and he was focused on the fact that they were people that God loved too. And so he's always looking at the situation from God's perspective. And I think that's so. where we're uh, really messing things up royally today, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, I, I do. You know, in fact, that's what I'm saying, because when you think about what we're struggling with, and a lot of times, like I said, I feel like we're out of step with things, but, you know, Thanksgiving, I, I was hearing people talk about Thanksgiving ways I've never heard, which is that they didn't even think about God at all. Mm-hmm. And yet that was the whole point of Thanksgiving, that there's a Gratitude. God in heaven and that we are gracious to him just for the very lives that we have. And and I didn't hear that kind of talk at all. It, it, you know, it becomes Black Friday. Where, where right. are you going to go shop? <laughs> Christmas true. is just office parties and bonuses and favorite gifts and that kind of stuff. And we forget about the fact that Christmas is about God just in time, in the fullness of time, sending his son who is willing to be a baby vulnerable to the very world he created, vulnerable right. to the very sinners and then die he was going to save. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, so we've turned it into just trying to beat the time clock, right? That we, we lose focus, we create and generate more anxiety for ourselves. And, yeah, and I wonder, you know, that's a good point, because if you eschew, if you kind of disdain the eternal things or neglect them, those other things don't fill the gap, like you no, said. They just becomes them. busy work, and then after a while, they become almost things you can't stand doing mm-hmm. because you're wondering what you're doing them for. But if you're sending them because you're so overwhelmed by the joy of what God is doing in your life, mm-hmm. uh, then those other tasks actually become exciting. In fact, we're going through tasks right now at the house, aren't we? Oh, yes, very much so. I mean, we always are going to have tasks, but yeah. again, you, we have to try to prioritize, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like we've talked about in the past, you know, it's important not to mark time because marking time just means you're kind of gen- just going through the, the motions until something really important or significant hits you, right? But to always prioritize because there's always somebody, there's always something that we need to do for ourselves, improve for ourselves or for other people. Mm-hmm. And the way we can see that is to uh, connect with God every day and um, get his perspective, yeah, not, not ours. First, first yeah. things first, yes. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts about the struggles that we're going through? Well, or? I think this time of the year just generate a lot of different, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, emotions that come up. There's a lot of anxieties that come up. And, you know, there are things that sometimes our heart is just not uh, in a place where we feel like we can really uh, focus on, on, you know, on the things of, of today. And so if that ever happens, the, my, I always encourage people to reach out invite people into your your life to assist you. And if you feel that you can't do that with maybe someone that you are intimately involved with and know, then reach out to seek help professionally. I mean, I'm always available at Condescent Counseling. I have uh, therapists that are there to work with you mm-hmm. uh, through coaching or counseling. And uh, all the services are you know confidential and you can meet, meet with me once or several times. 
And I'm available by phone, and we also do virtual counseling. Well, let me put a plug in there real quick, too. On One of the ways that, that if you want to keep that conversation going uh, with someone who's got uh, skills to get to the heart of the matter and has a heart to be helpful, a helpful voice in your life, you're, you will be blessed if you uh, check in with uh, Condescent Counseling. Yes, thank that you. That I can guarantee. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, it's a privilege to be, you know, it is. To, to be invited into someone's arena like that. So, you know, I think like what, so let's talk about some possible solutions and strategies that maybe we can do right now that, you know, so we're not just marking time, but that mm-hmm. we're actually looking to give us wisdom and power to make the most of the time that we have in this life. Yeah, and I think what we're trying to get at is I know there's a lot of stuff on your plate right now, and I know in our culture there's so many things going on and everyone's saying, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And right now, this season is saying there's one thing that's important first mm-hmm. and get back to that. I think that's kind and of that's the message simple, for today. It? Well, it's simple, but it's amazing how people either think it's superfluous. Well, a lot of what we did in the past was is not, it's being restricted or looks different now, right? Well, but it's that it's it's still as important as it ever was. Well, and that's maybe where I'll Even say right now. Even the world's telling us it is. And we've been we've been focusing on this religious liberty stuff in our culture, and we're at a point now where folks, you got to get back to church. You 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 have to get back to church. I know the COVID stuff is real. I know there's issues with that. Um, but use your you have the liberty to get back. You know, social distance and and wash up and you know all the hygiene things. But get back to church because your relationship to God is the thing that gives you the strength and power to deal with whatever comes your way. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's joblessness, whether it's struggles, whether it's personal issues, or even the successes. You know, we need God's we need God's wisdom and strength even when things are going great mm-hmm. and to understand how the, what's the purpose of all that. Mm-hmm. Well, get back to church. And I think right now the Supreme Court has given us protection finally again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should have had that protection first and foremost in the First Amendment. Um, but again, get back to church. That's the first thing I would say. You know, you talk about a strategy. Uh, don't let anything deter you from getting back to worship. I mean, we went last week f- for the first time in a long time for personal in-person worship, and it was so wonderful to be in church, mm-hmm. you know, with other people. I know everyone was two and three pews away from us, you know, and we mm-hmm. were from them, but man, was it great to be there, mm-hmm. you know? Corporate worship is important. Absolutely. So I think, uh, you know, talking about some of these other things that we could possibly remember and keep in mind is, you know, this life is temporal. This right. this life is temporal. And time is very, very precious. So we don't want to waste it. We don't want to just mark it, you know. So in asking what time is it, you know, we might be thinking, well, you know, it, I can't do anything because my prayers are not being answered. I've been praying and praying. But actually, your prayer is always answered. Absolutely. But the way that you might not, you know, see it come to fruition clearly, it might be, you know, not at, at, in your time, but in God's time, because through that, he's working in faith in you. He's forcing you to wait and trust in him and to connect with him. And to uh, then, and then in his time, he will provide, deliver, and rescue uh, rescue you from whatever it is that you're you're needing, because um, he already has. Yes, you know and, that's what we need to remember. Yeah, in, in fact, that's what I love about when you start to fill. You, so not only good back to church, but also start to fill your mind up with God's perspective on your daily lives. You know, right? He, because you know, it, every day has purpose. Right. I every mean, day. even it talks about when he sent Christ. There were people who had been waiting for hundreds of years mm-hmm. for for God to fulfill this blessing, and it said, "In the fullness of time." 
mm-hmm. in the fullness of time, right at the right time, he did it. So he's going to always do things in the right time. You and I may have to, our prayers might be yes, he might be saying no, but or wait. You know, it's never maybe. He always has a perspective and a blessing uh, view of your life. So with that in mind, like you said, redeem the time, but fill your mind with his eternal perspective mm-hmm. on these issues. And that's one of the things that people just aren't doing mm-hmm. uh, much of anymore. In fact, mm-hmm. biblical illiteracy is becoming a real problem even in the church. Mm-hmm. We just got to get back to reading what we've got in our hands. I mean, I've, I've confessed to you that there have been waves of time in my life where I've been more in Scripture and 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 less so in others. And mm-hmm. in the times that I have been away, um, my struggles seem to be a little bit more painful, yeah. <laughs> you well, know? Maybe it's just because he's saying, I-, I want you to see what life is when you don't see me at the center of it. I don't know, but he loves to bless. Mm-hmm. That's the point. And mm-hmm. so even in this marking time thing, we're saying mark it from God's point of view. See it from God's perspective. Mm-hmm. And if you feel a little out of step with the world, that's okay, mm-hmm. as long as you're in step uh, with him. So again, like Galatians 4 talks about, when the fullness of time had come, God is always at work in your life. You can count on that. And then I love what Psalm 31 says, that God says, my times are in your hands. You know, he, he cares about you. He really, you don't have to fret. Mm -hmm. But if you feel a little bit out of step, that's okay as long as you're in step with God. If we're in step with God, we will often feel out of step with with the world. Yeah, Yeah, with the world. But that's, again, you might feel out of step with the world, but you're calling the world... That's okay. You still have peace. And you're calling the world back to being in step with God, Mm -hmm. which is what it's all about. In fact, this is God's time to refocus us on what's really, really important. Mm -hmm. So I think... uh, Another, let's, you know, um, that's a good takeaway there. And I think another one would be, so maybe starting out with God your day, every day, maybe Mm -hmm. 15 minutes with him at least. We Mm -hmm. can surely set aside 15 minutes uh, with God uh, just for him to speak to us and to guide us and connect uh, with him. And I think to think about the timing of what you're going to be doing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, timing is important, right, right? Right. Timing is very important. So evaluate your heart, evaluate the, the reason why you're doing it. And will that, is this a good time for that person to receive whatever you're going to be doing for them? You know, like I was thinking just, that I'm going off a little bit, but if you, like, you know, today, especially we have people that are struggling, maybe they don't have jobs, right? And so maybe we are blessed to have a Christmas bonus. And we are, now know that this person is struggling. How can we bless them with that Christmas bonus without making them feel, you know, like a charity case or taking away? So the way that we deliver a blessing is also very important, right? Right. And we will know that if we're connected to Christ, because we will not be doing it out of selfish reasons, but we'll be doing it out of selflessness, right, for that person. And I think what the last thing I was going to talk about, too, is how the tradition, surrounding yourself with the traditions that, that a lot, you know, make you focus on things from God's point of view when the world is doing everything else. And one of the things I think we're going to do this year, which is a little, I mean, we do it every year, but this year make a big point of it, is we put the Christmas tree up, you know, right at Thanksgiving and we leave it up. Mm-hmm. But especially this year, because it's not Christmas yet. You know, in the old tradition, you didn't put the Christmas tree up till Christmas Eve. That's right. And then you had the 12 days of Christmas. And we Mm -hmm. don't do that anymore. But what I want to do this year is to make sure that the Advent wreath has center stage in our our house. 
And see, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Advent, this is preparation time. These, the verses of Advent are, are like, are you ready to meet God? Do you, what if God were to come into your life right now in, in judgment? Would you be ready to stand before his presence? It's those kind of verses. Mm-hmm. It's not Merry Christmas stuff yet. It's mm-hmm. are you ready for Christmas stuff? Right, preparation. Yeah. Are you, mm-hmm. And so again, the question would be, are, and so Advent is a time where God comes into our life and says, uh, I got some things I want you to think about, on, and this is my time uh, with you. And so I want you to focus on my stuff, and I want you to get ready for my gift. And so, again, that's, that's Christians put God's timing to work in your life. And so start to think about, am I ready for the babe in the manger? Am I ready for the babe who's going to go to the cross? And am I ready for the babe who's going to give me an Easter morning each right, and, and every each, day of my life? And so. Advent, the weeks of Advent have themes. I mean, there's, there's hope, there's peace, there's love, and there's joy. So mm-hmm. each one— Gives us a focus. All from God's point of view. That's right, from, God's, from God's point, God's of, point view. of view. Yes. So I, I think that this has a, a, a been a good uh, discussion on what we need to focus on <laughs> yeah. on priorities, putting first things first and the importance of that, don't you? Yeah, I do. And I think— So I'm glad you know, I let you have your time. Yeah, I, well, thank you for letting me have my time. <laughs> and, and again, just to start to realize, too, that once we put God's things first, you did good, then we honey. have power and strength to face the daily things in our lives, too. And I think that's what it's all about from his point of view for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So everything has been made beautiful and appropriate in its time. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who our God is. That's right. So just remember. <laughs> just remember. There are two kinds of fire in the world. The one that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. A God's first word, God's first things, God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next time, little embers, I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See you See soon. You soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media, familyvisionmedia.org.